Hi everybody, you're listening to the Bob Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about Bob Bondage. Bob Bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend that you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it, which you can find at the top of our FetLife page, which is Rope Podcast No Spaced. Fox is a rigger, and Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners. We've been practicing together for about a couple of years. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you, and we live in Thailand. And today we have a rope focus episode where we focus on a specific tie. So what tie are we focusing on for a rope focus, Maya? Um, we're focusing on a very classic tie, which is the futamomo. Oh, what's what's a futamomo, Maya? Well, I think maybe you're going to be better explaining in the more technical side of things. Uh, but essentially, it's a tie that's done on the leg, mm-hmm. um, on one leg to um, compress uh, the, uh, I guess, the calf against the thigh. Yeah, that's actually a very good explanation. And rope-wise, the way you would tie that is you would start somewhere, and you have actually several options for your starting point. You can start from the ankle, which I think is the most common. You can also start at the hips. Uh, you could start around the foot. You could start... One thing that can be quite sexy is uh, if your bottom is wearing... Uh, shoes with heels is you can actually start around the heel of the shoe and so on so basically you start somewhere and then you would put wraps around the leg in a spiral closing the leg onto itself so the heel of the foot would touch the buttock and you would spiral around that v-shape you formed okay and and what's it good for like why why are we doing that uh, well, basically, once you've folded that leg and wrapped the futo around it, that leg is going to remain in that position and won't be able to be extended again. Okay, so it, it can immobilize someone's legs, essentially, because you can do mm-hmm. one or you can do it on both legs separately, right? Absolutely. You can do one side or you can do both sides. You can use this tie to create a lot of compression if you're going for a seminawa type scene that is painful rope, you can create a lot of compression pain with a futo. You sure can. Um, and also it's got that uh, very um, classic look, hasn't it? Yeah, like a, like a Japanese torture picture, you know, like this, this type of erotic art, uh, because the flesh is going to bulge out a bit, and usually you can have easily some color change from the big muscles in the leg being compressed, so it's, it's going to look interesting. Is the way I would say it. Yeah, yeah. And, and te- go ahead. You can also use it for suspension, I think. Uh, you really, cool. you really can. Uh, we we can and we have, and it's a good way to suspend a leg, because if it's tied properly, it should spread the load around the large area and onto um, major muscle groups such as the quadriceps that can take quite a bit. I mean, we can talk about the use of the word good there uh, later on when we talk about the, the feeling of it, but um, yes, well, mostly, it's an mostly effective I'm way. Mostly I'm told it feels dreamy. We'll come to that later, okay. yes. Um, so how, how hard is this tie? So is this something for beginners? Um, where, whereabouts does it come in people's learning? If you want to 
just tie a photo for flow work and have fun with how it looks and how it feels I would say it's a medium difficulty tie if you want to build a solid photo momo but it's going to be safely used in suspension but it's going to be not too painful for your bottom so she can sustain mm -hmm. it I would call it an advanced tie yeah 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 and what's interesting about this and, and you've already given some ideas and, and you can give more in a minute um, is the the number of different ways that you can you can tie it to the extent that someone saw us do a futo the other day and said, oh, what was that tie you did? It looked similar to a futo, but um, they didn't recognize it as a futo because it was so different from uh, the one or two versions that they knew. Absolutely. Uh, there's 10 million different ways to tie a futo. Some of them I would consider a futo, some not necessary for me. And a lot of people will feel free to disagree on that. A futo is not only the wraps around the leg, but also has this idea of having a stem, so something that solidifies those wraps together and having cinching so that those wraps are pulled back and cannot just slip over the leg. Mm, mm. Okay, and, and in terms of from a bottom perspective, how, how well do we think this, the safety level is for them? Uh, depends a lot on the way it's been tied. It's not an area of the body where you should run into um, nerves that you could easily damage, so that's good on that side. Uh, if you are going to suspend from it, you may expect some pretty high levels of pain, I think. Yes, yeah, and and even if you don't, um, even if the futo stays and slips just a little bit, so it doesn't slip in a way that's damaging in terms of falling, Slipping in a futo is very painful because your flesh is gonna burn basically. Yeah. Like if you're if it, if it slips down, having had um very small slippages, even that can be quite painful. So. So Maya, you've been in futos quite a while, both uh, quite a, a few times. I mean, both on the floor and in suspension. How would you say this tie feels to you? Uh, I very have. On, in terms of floor work, I mean, this is a very common one um, that we include in our suspensions, and and I like it a lot um, because it's very solid. It feels very um, bondagey, which is obviously something I'm I'm looking for as a bottom. Um, it's it's very solid. Doesn't feel like it's something you can get out of, um, and it's I. I, I um, have a reasonable amount of experience doing things like kneeling and so it's not too uncomfortable for me I mean obviously if we're doing it for like half an hour or an hour then it's more so but in general um, it's not too um, uh, uncomfortable when when you get to um, partials or uh, suspension then it becomes more uh, uncomfortable so um, one example of that would be a partial that we did where I was in a double futo a suspended double futo but my body weight was on the floor and so on the one hand that's not super uncomfortable but then my um, lovely rigor maybe you remember this came and lay on top of me oh, that was fun. And so that that obviously put a lot more weight on those two um, Futos and was a lot more painful. Um, so a partial can be interesting to kind of start going into the suspension. And I will say this is something I've been quite nervous of um, doing. Um, we've done a couple or a few now, I guess, of quite successful doubles. Mm -hmm. 
and that's been I mean they're quite tough I find for me um because it's a lot of weight in the area um it does tend to pull the flesh um and yeah it's it's a lot of weight I love um inversions so I think that helps me um when I'm uh just hanging from the putos um but the the we did one on the beach particularly and one um that was part of a scene that we did in a, at a party and both of those are very successful memories for me um they're the ones i remember most um obviously we do i guess it's probably worth saying we use footers quite a lot in our suspension generally as part of other ties mm -hmm. um so i guess i'm talking about using them just on their own but actually they're, they're a huge part of our normal suspension work but as as part of lots of other ties the single um Futo suspension um we have tried and i at this point have not managed to hold it for i would say very long at all um and it was incredibly painful so that one we're still working on hey guys this is fox coming in for a short break we really love making these rope podcasts and sharing it with you sadly hosting a podcast isn't free far from it actually so if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. So Maya, you love those uh, single photos and they're really dreamy for you, right? Yeah, so... um. That that comes from an S and M uh, video, a very very interesting and um, helpful S and M video on the Futomomo tie. Uh, yeah, we do love those S and M videos, and they've been a, a big part of learning rope for us. And in fact, if our dear listeners are interested, they can go to ropepodcast.com, and then there's a link that goes to them. And if they purchase them through that link, then we get an affiliate commission, which helps support the podcast. And it very does. Our... It very does. And so, what happened in that video, Maya? Um, so in the video, we we saw a, a number of different types of futo ties. So that was really useful because you get a variety of different styles. However, one of the um, at the end of the the videos, uh, S and M asks his bottom, you know, how does she find the single futo suspension? And the woman says, oh, I I find it dreamy. Um, and for me as a a rope bottom, especially looking at that video and knowing the level of pain that it's on, it felt like a super unhelpful comment for rope bottoms. Like this is a woman who does aerial, um, who is essentially a professional, not only rope bottom, but does, I don't know, circus stuff and, and other things. And it felt a bit unhelpful as a benchmark to set for people. Maybe it would have been better to say, how did you find it when you started, given this was a learning video? So I say, to our listeners, if you're newer to Futomomos and to doubles and singles, you know, there's going to be a bit of pain in there. And um, uh, there were things that you can do to, to balance that and things that we can talk about in a minute. So so how, how are we using it anyway, Fox? Uh, well, it's, it's quite a classic and you very often see it uh, in classical Japanese form suspension. So the chest will be suspended uh, in one way and then one leg will be up in a futo then the other leg either remains on the floor 
if it's a partial suspension or the other leg is suspended by a single column tie so you have you've got one of your legs in the futo and another leg suspended with a single column that's a very typical form in japanese bondage okay um you can also on on the floor you usually see futos in um in pairs more more than a single one and then you can see the bottom on her back and then uh, futos are very interesting to create access obviously for more bedroom type of uh, rope bondage because we're mm -hmm. going to keep everything nicely spread and open and such if you know what i'm saying maya i couldn't possibly comment uh, one okay. thing you can also do that's interesting is put your bottom in Futomomos and then have her be on her knees. And that is going to yeah. create all kinds of interesting sensations. So more of a partial... Um, um, where the, there's pain, essentially. Yeah, pain or not, not even a suspension at all, just having them kneel with the legs in food. Oh, I thought you meant, okay, so that's interesting. So that's actually two different things then. Mm -hmm. So you mean having the flat of the, um, I can't think of any of the words of the parts of the body today, the, um, the, the, shins. the, the shins, yeah, thank you, ESL. Um, yes, the shins on the floor, whereas I was thinking more um, of a predicament bondage of having just the tips of the knees, just the knees. Yeah, so a, not the a vertical suspension with the shin, the bits of the knees yeah. touching, which, which is, is much more quite, painful. quite painful and difficult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so those two are both uh, very interesting uses of uh, of futos. Um, on the ground, they tend to be associated with flatter forms, so a person flat on their back, flat on their front, but not necessarily so as we were saying. Um, and in suspension, you can do a lot with them. You can do a lot of variations depending on what you find works and what you find works for your specific bottom because things like anchoring styles, that is, do we suspend the futo from the inside of the leg or from the outside of the leg? Different people mm. have different preferences there. Are you an yeah, inside yeah. girl and an outside girl, Maya? Inside, for sure. It's, I, I find it really interesting, the photos because especially in a single your weight balance is not where you think it is so if you think uh, and this is a hard one to explain but essentially if you if you hang off um like a single gravity boot which is very painful mm -hmm. then um your weight is hanging straight down whereas if you hang off a futa momo your weight distribution is not the same it's um uh, it's unbalanced and so trying to hold the rest of you in place if you've got no other tie is incredibly difficult whereas I think most bottoms will prefer their other leg to be tied to the futo leg that's up or in some way some of that weight to be tied to the other leg so they're not just that weight is not just hanging off and they're kind mm -hmm. of flopping and it has to do with the angle between the leg and the hip right also yeah yeah. Um, another thing that can be a personal preference from one bottom to another is how high you like the futo on your leg that is very close to the hip or more towards the knee. And that will depend on your particular muscle distribution and pain sensitivity and so on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's a, a great many ways to tie your futo. And for us, it 
took us a while to find the one that works for us, I would say. Yeah, so how, what kind of scenes um, have we used it in? Let's see if we can give the listeners some examples um, practically of how they might use it. Uh, so one thing we did that was fun was a partial suspension where we tied both of your legs into futomomos and then attached those both to a block and tackle, to the hook of the block and tackle, and lifted you up until you were about with your shoulders on the floor, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a... Um a double photo partial and yeah and for me that was a good kind of introing into double photos and I was quite and still am to some degree nervous and anxious about it so it kind of is a way of um still taking a bit of weight and even that was pretty pretty tough I would say although mm -hmm. you did keep me in it for some time and there was quite a lot of other activity going along well I have to keep you interested and engaged Maya in case we get bored, so Exactly. Uh, and that <laughs> was a sort of a stepping stone towards another scene we did uh, at a party in a dungeon, which was to start with more of a ball tie, so you rolled onto yourself and bring you up with a block and tackle as well, and then transition into a double photo inversion from there. Yeah, and that's one of our that's one of our favorite public scenes um, that we've done, in fact, where I didn't know what we were going to do. And you're quite good at knowing when it's not a great idea to tell me because I just am too anxious and worried that I can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because I, w I wouldn't have thought that I could have done the transitions and the hold. And it was quite a long scene and I was up for a long time. And you also did quite a lot of impact and other things. Um, but actually it was, it was super nice. It was a really good scene. It was an amazing scene, yes. Yes. Uh, as you've said, we've also experimented with single photos a little bit. I think <laughs> you've been able to hold that for a couple of minutes so far, but as we fine-tune yeah, it, really. think, as we fine-tune it, um, I think you'll probably be able to go for more. And also, we have to keep yeah. in mind that going cold into a single photo is harder than finishing into a single photo after a, a set of transitions in a more complex suspension. Yeah, I think that was one. We tried to do a single photo on its own, and uh, I think we've learned a lot. I think this is a good, good thing about, like, the more you learn and the more you lab, um, the more you realize. And, yeah, definitely the, the transitioning into the double photo made a big difference, and so I think it will with the single. And also we've been playing around with where we anchor, and also even the photo itself, like it's so, what you tie now is so solid and firm that that makes a big difference as well. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, there was uh, also in suspensions that double photo we did on the beach where you were uh, in inversion tied to a, a tree on the beach, and that was a really nice, really cool yeah, that was experience. Really yeah, you have a little gif of that, I think, on your uh, I really uh, FetLife page. It's very yeah, cute. Yeah, I recommend the dear listeners who are uh, FetLife supporters to go and see it. <laughs> uh, and then we use them in so many, many, many floor tie scenes. Uh, yeah. We use them in doggy style type positions in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. We use them tied to each other. Like you can tie a photo on each leg and then bring the legs together and tie the two photos one to another to achieve part of a ball tie and then mm -hmm. go on, on to the upper body to complete the ball tie and that is quite fun. 
or on the opposite you can tie uh, those photos on different sides of a bed frame to achieve a lot of exposure yeah yeah and that is uh as a bottom that is quite indeed exposing and also it's quite tiring having your legs held open like that mm -hmm. but if you're um, a bottom it's quite um, interesting I would say as a sensation I find that it complements the uh, fisting scene really well oh my god okay so um, that's nice that we talked about some actual scenes that we've used it in and other things um, anything else on the photo tie sir Box. I mean, um, I think it would be an important building block in almost any rigger's arsenal. I recommend learning and practicing it. And the SNM videos we mentioned earlier are uh, one good way to do that because they're quite in depth just on this particular tie and show five or six different ways you can tie it, and you will find one you like among them. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's a good thing finding the one that works for you. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So iTunes, Stitcher, and come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, no Single space. Single word. Yeah, no iPhone, no space, just Rope Podcast, as simple as it can be. Uh, we love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on Fet, and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.